Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NXT on Tap. Um, as you see, I am solo right now. Um, I'm not sure if that'll stay the same throughout the entire show. But let's open up the tab for tonight and recap what we saw. So NXT started tonight with the cage match that had the Creeds fighting up against Schism for their right to come back to NXT. And this was a banger. This started off amazing. You had Schism come out to the ring first. They were waiting there for him. They had all their little minions around the ring. And then as the Creeds come out, they attack. And what they did was they took Brutus, dragged him back into the back, and then he was nowhere to be seen for probably about the next 10 to 12 minutes or so. And it was a two-on-one handicap match inside a steel cage. They locked themselves in. Match got started. Everything went off without a hitch. This match, though, let me tell you, this really showcased what Julius can do as an in-ring competitor and a solo wrestler because he did one of the most impressive one-handed power bombs that I have ever seen. Like, clean, got him high up, force, everything. Such a great, great move, and it really looked like that he was going to be able to beat them on his own. But, obviously, because it is a two-on-one handicap match, Schism does get advantage. They start taking over the match. They're beating up Julius. Next thing you know, they pan to the entranceway, and here comes one of the Schism's minions flying through the entranceway. And then here comes another one. And then here comes Brutus. And he just starts beating up on everybody. Starts running around the ring, clotheslining all these druids, taking them all out, and then he acts like a bowling ball, just takes out like 10 of them at once. So now everybody's lying out around the ring, and you just have everybody just watching inside the ring, seeing what's going on. Brutus goes up to the door and then acts like the Hulk and just rips the door off. But that's not it. He then takes the door, brings it into the ring, and then uses it as a weapon. Like, I, it's just something that you really don't see from a cage match. People don't normally try to get in. They're trying to get out to escape the cage. He got in, then used the door, and then the Creeds just took over the match from there, ended up getting the win, and then they have the, um, they now have their contracts back for NXT. So they are back. They are stronger than ever. They held up Ivy Nile on their shoulders in the middle of the ring. And it was just a great celebration for them. So it is great to see them back. Um, next, we went over and they had a nice little video package for Roxanne Perez. Showcasing each of the four competitors tonight in the Fatal 4-Way. Great job by NXT. Love when they do things like this. It makes everything all come together at the end of the night. After we come back from a commercial break, we have the D'Angelo family hanging out in the back. All of a sudden, Carmelo Hayes rolls up with his, puts his on the table. So now they're all... <coughs> they're all sitting there talking about how gold matters in NXT. They're the top people. Here comes up Street Profits. Montez Ford tells Hayes he loves what he's doing with the title. Um, Hayes appreciates the love, says he needs to silence all the rah-rah, erase all the, sh the asterisks from the record because he's worried about what people think of the match at Great American Bash, and he just then up and leaves. Tony D'Angelo gets back into the picture, acknowledges that the Prophets used to run the division, and then uh, Ford says, well, maybe next time we're back here, We'll check in on the titles. Next thing you know, you have four women barrel through the back, having a backstage brawl, just going crazy. Refs trying to stop them, and then it cuts out to a commercial. So pretty action-packed first half hour or so of NXT, and that's the way we like it. We like the shows to making sure that things are happening. You want to make sure things are going on. Like, you don't want the downtime. So a lot of stuff going on in NXT. So if you haven't checked it out recently, I suggest you do because it is probably one of the more action-filled wrestling shows out there. 
um, especially for the WWE. It's probably the one that is the most consistently timed throughout the shows, just making sure everything is going on and I'm not. After we come back, you have your first match of the Global Heritage, Heritage Invitational Cup, and you're seeing Charlie Dempsey against Pete Butch Dunn. Um, I still want them to go back to his his name of Pete Dunn. Butch, I feel like it's over with. It's time. It's past. It's time to move on. And I was hoping that the NXT, him going back down to NXT would do that. But apparently not. So you had a great match here between these two competitors. Both of them are really great in the ring. They love to show off. They're both technicians. Uh, and you got to see Pete Dunn almost shine in this match, bringing back what he used to do in regards to like all his little moves. Like, yes, he does them in the main roster with um, the brawling roots, but here it just seemed like you got to see it a little bit more, like almost like he was trying to, sh trying to shine through, trying to come out. So maybe this does lead to him coming back as Pete Dunn, which would be a great way for him to do it. So you had a great match between the two. Um, Dunn was using his uh, headbutts, northern lights into the ground. He was doing all his joint manipulations. Charlie was having great reversals. Um, Butch did this inverter Moodle lock, which actually was pretty good. And next thing you know, Charlie tries to do a dragon sleeper on him, but Dunn lands on his feet, turns it into the bitter end, and he gets the win. So in the Heritage Cup tournament, it's a round-robin-based tournament where the winner of Group A will face off against the winner of Group B before going on to challenge Noam Dar at No Mercy. So when you win the match by pinfall submission, you get two points. If it's a draw, both competitors get one, and if you lose, get zero. So Pete Dunn earns two points. Actually, that would be great, Jax, if if you want to join in on me, um, join in with me on here. I would appreciate it. Um, I'll send a link over to Will. He could send it to you. Sorry about that, guys. Um, so, yeah. So, this was the first match in the tournament and so now pete dunn aka butch has two points and uh charlie dempsey ends up with zero so the other two uh there's four competitors in each tournament in each group i believe this grouping also has axiom and uh, i don't want to say the wrong names in this i have to look it up but um i i love the way the tournament is set up it is actually different than what WWE normally does, so I'm I'm all for that. All right, so after that, they go into the back. Dragon Lee is getting interviewed. Uh, talking about how he wants to go for the North American Championship again. He feels like he's still next in line, even though he he had a match beforehand, lost, and he loved tagging with Lyra Valkyria. Next thing you know, Mustafa Ali rolls up and says, no, 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 it's not fair for you to get another match for the title before I get my own, because I still haven't got the one-on-one -on -one that I deserve and that I earned. So this leads to them fighting um sparring words saying i'm gonna get the match you're gonna get it and then they go into a little little spat there and then we go back out to the ring where eli Dragonoff is making his way in when he comes out this man gives trick williams his flowers he says that he impressed him um he's not an entertainer he's not a sidekick this man is, he deserves to stand on his own here and everybody's respect. So, time to move on from him towards his next goal, which is going towards uh, Carmelo Hayes and 
trying to earn that NXT championship. So they keep, he starts talking about that. Next thing you know, Noam Dar, who is sitting up in the in the crowd in his little metaphor section because of the Heritage Cup that's going on. Noam Dar interrupts Eli Dragunov. And I did not think this was a wise move by Noam Dar, but it actually turned out pretty good. Like he actually was pretty good on the mic going up against Ilya. So I got, they got a little back and forth. It was actually a pretty good segment. Um, Mensa insulted Ilya in German, asked Dragunov, what's one good reason? And then Dragunov says, what's, what's going to be one good reason I shouldn't go up there right now? So then they back back off. They take steps back. They're like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. You don't have to come up here now. So then Noam Dar says, well, next week we'll give the people what we want. You know, one corner, and then he throws Mensa to the wolves, saying Mensa's in the other corner. So then Mensa goes down, gets in a ring, and Dragunov says something in Russian, and then he goes, he tells him that he will break him. They trade punches. He lays him out with an enziguri, lines him up, but Mensa bails, runs out to the ramp, and leaves. So overall, and like I said, NXT has been pretty action-packed tonight. Lots of stuff going on. Just keeps the keep the flow is amazing. So there's a uh, again story developments going on. You're getting character developments. Everything has just been so good. You have Yuya now going. He's earning his way to go back towards uh, Carmelo Hayes for the M NXT Championship. You have a potential of. Mustafa Ali versus Dragon Lee fighting for a chance at the North American Championship. You have the Street Profits coming down here, talking about coming back and taking the NXT titles from the family. Like, it's just little seeds being planted throughout the show, and it's just, it's, it's good. Like I said, I love NXT. NXT is probably one of my favorite shows to watch, just because the full action that you see all the time. Um, after that, you have a video package from Gigi Dolan. So another one of the video packages that they continue to do tonight for, uh, the fatal four way, because the fatal four way in the main event is Gigi Dolan, Blair Davenport, Kiana James, and Roxanne Perez vying for a chance to take on Tiffany Stratton next week on NXT. So they're doing a little video package for each of them, uh, explaining what they bring to the ring, what their benefit, what they are going to do uh, when they face Tiffany next week. Pretty much each throwing out their challenges for it. After that, you had Von Wagner in the back cutting a promo, calling Braun Breaker out for blindsiding him, saying that the only way that uh, Braun has ever been able to take him down is with a cheap shot. So he is challenging Braun Breaker to a no disqualification match. Hey Al, how are we doing tonight? Thanks for showing up. Appreciate the support. So they continue to move on with that storyline with a uh, Braun versus Wagner. Um, Wagner was still wearing the table, uh, wearing a shirt, I believe, that says who's next to be tabled, something along those lines. It's actually pretty interesting. I do like the um, I do like the story where he says who's next to be tabled. Let's see if I can get Jax this link. Well, can you send it to him if you're still in here? I know he's in this in our server, but oh. 
Here we go. All right. While we wait for him to get in here, um, we'll discuss a little bit more of that. Uh, so next up, we had the four women that were fighting back before. There he is. Hello, good sir. How are we doing tonight? I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me. So, for everybody that doesn't know, this is the Ginger Ninja Jaxbo. He is the co-host of Nerdy News at 420 on Rivet City Radio, alongside his partner, the Will Gray. Welcome in. How are we doing tonight? Doing very good, man. Excited to talk NXT. I've really grown fond of listening to you talk NXT. <laughs> well, no, not a lot of people have like like see NXT like someone like me or you do because I like I watch it every week. I go to the live shows when they come to town. It's like a local promotion for me. I love it. I I wish they I wish they tore it up here. Like it's few and far between that they come up to this area because yeah. I definitely would be going if I lived down in Florida. And they just and it was I would be signing up to try and get those tickets every single week. They're free every week. I know, but I know it's like a limited run, and you have to. Like, yeah, you have to get on this to, list. You have to know and... some. You have to know somebody. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm not. I, um, I haven't met that person yet. I'm. I'm waiting to meet that person though. Well, we knew somebody that actually used to go every single week, um, and he was always on there. And you probably have seen him on there. Uh, What's up, Mike? Guy, Guy named uh, Kip Killer. He used to, he used to always have the two belts on his shoulders, and he wore like the. Oh yeah, hat. yeah. He used to be in our server on the Discord, um, and so we knew him, and we always looked out for him on the shows. Oh hell yeah! How are we doing tonight, Kane? So, you want to give any uh, any thoughts on what I've covered so far? What part were you at? Because I was, I just jumped off. So, I was just about to start the um, women's tag team match that had Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan versus Lopez and Lola Vice. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to cover, if you want to give your thoughts on on the um, steel cage match that started the night or the Heritage Cup match. The Heritage. I'm one. liking this Heritage Cup to Invitational. I'm liking the the point system to it. I don't understand William Regal's son representing the United States. That's did I it just, say United States? Yeah, he's representing the USA. Interesting. Yeah, I, that that part I don't understand, but I like the point system. I like how who they gave the wins to throughout the night. The cage match was cage match was kind of fun. To watch them being hauled off at the beginning, not know, like them taking them. the Creed brothers took a little bit of a beating tonight and came out on top, made them look real strong. Yeah, that that like I said earlier, that pow, that one arm power bomb by Julius. Oh, that God. was that was freaking impressive. When they came up, when he carried both of them over his, on his shoulders mm-hmm. for the um, Creed bomb, I was like, "There's no way he's making it halfway across the ring." And he just steadily, like, those are some big, strong boys. So, in reference to the Heritage Cup, I was able to find out who the um, members of each of the groups were. So, Group A is uh, Tyler Bate, Butch, Charlie Dempsey, and Axiom. And then Group B is Joe Coffey, Duke uh, Duke Hudson, Nathan Frazier, and Akira Jazawa. So... I think they have Charlie Dempsey representing the USA because they already have two people representing England in the tournament. I could see that. So I think that might be the reason why they have him designated as that. Yeah. I just thought it was real weird originally. I was like, I, 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 I thought he was, <laughs> I was like, all right, it's, it's, it's kayfabe, baby. Let's keep it that way. That's what I was like. Whatever they want to do with it. I'm kind of sad. Not I was kind of sad Dragon Lee wasn't in it. Yeah, I was too. Um, but I think they were 
because he's still going for the North American title picture. Yeah. So I think they didn't want to co-mingle that too much. Like, because I think Mustafa, Mustafa Ali would have been great in this. Yeah, he would have been another great one in this. Like, I, would, I would like to see him win this. Give him something. Yeah, give Mustafa Ali is such an under. It's I'm so glad to see him back down in NXT, getting TV time, and getting like we're seeing him in the ring more. And, and I love I love the gimmick he brought last week, like that whole little promo that he did with the um, like the American flag and everything else, like the almost like um, my word my like a like a campaign speech. Yes. that he did. There you go. And what was great about it was this is something that he tried back when he was on the main roster and it got squashed. So I'm glad that they're allowing him to do it now. Yeah. There's Sean. I, I, I personally think Sean Michaels books a better product than triple H does. Yeah. I think triple H, but triple H is trying to feed so many hours where Sean's only got to focus on two hours. I think the problem with Triple H is he still has other people in his ears. Where yeah. Shawn Michaels probably just has Triple H in his ear. He's in his ear. <laughs> there are pro- probably two dudes going, you know what would be cool? Is if you carried him across the ring on your shoulders. Both of them. That'd just be fucking cool to look at. <laughs> the crowd was hot tonight. The crowd was into everything tonight. I don't think the crowd was dead for any of it. And that's what I love about that Orlando crowd. I'm, I'm surprised. Like, even like the women's tag match that we're going to talk about now, like the crowd was still into it. Like, yeah. Um, so you had Dana, Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan versus Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. So this was actually, this is still building up. Like it's still putting in the, um, like Dana Brooks actually getting TV time. She's getting involved in everything, but it's more about her relationship with Kalani Jordan. And I think that's what's going to come out of this is going to make Kalani a better, better star in NXT and move her up in the ranks. Because right now they're not winning as tag team in any of their matches they do. And I just think like with uh, Lopez and Vice getting the pin, um, it's just keeping keeping that going where they keep they keep in their momentum. They're getting better. They're trying to establish women's tag teams in NXT, which they need to, because right now I feel like there is none anywhere. And either WWE needs to start making some and actually building them up, or they just need to scrap those belts. I would... No, they, they unified the, the NXT belts. Yes, I'm saying scrap them all together. Oh, oh like, scrap them all together? Yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I'm over the the women's like, and this is nothing against their division. Uh, the tag team division doesn't have actual tag teams. It's like, just yeah. thrown together people that that like put that the should, belts away for a little bit. That build. shouldn't be together. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not buying Piper Niven and, and Chelsea Green together. I'm not. I'm not buying it. I bought Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville though. Like they were great together because their characters meshed well. Unfortunately, Sony got hurt, and now we are where we are. But the tag teams that actually are together are Fire and Dawn, and then you have uh, Carter and Chance, and you don't really you don't see them on TV. Yeah, no. Which I don't under you saw them on there. I thought they were going to get a real good push when they first showed up to the main roster. And now that's like, they've faded off into the distance. They've kind of <laughs> like the curse of the NXT guys. Cam, Sonya's just brand like pop tarts without the frosting. <laughs> that's actually a great comparison, Cam. That's great because no one eats the ones without the frosting. No one does. Like you can go to the store. That's you. You're guaranteed to find pop tarts without frosting. So after this match, you had Dana Brooke yelling, losing her composure. Her anger is coming through. This is something we've seen over the past couple of weeks. Just keep building and building up. Sooner or later, she's going to turn on Kalani and just clock her, and then we're going to have the match between between them two, which is what they're building up to. 
Um, next, we had the Gigi Dolan promo where she got to do her little thing, uh, say about how she's going to win tonight. She's going to be the next contender for the Women's Championship. And then we had Trick Williams go into the locker room and speak to Carmelo Hayes. Now, this is where things start to get interesting. Because Carmelo Hayes is still so focused on there's an asterisk with my win at Great American Bash because of you. Um, People keep saying that I only was winning because of you. And then he asks Trick, do you think I could beat Dragunov? And Trick goes, I don't think you can. And Hayes gets pissed and leaves. Not letting Trick finish what he had to say. Because Trick Trick then finishes with, I don't think you can because I know you can. But Carmelo doesn't hear that. And it's just, it's like those little seeds, like I said earlier, just planting throughout the night for things to come. And I'm all here. I'm here for it. Yeah, because I think that's it's been that's going to be Carmelo's next. I personally think that trick will trick will be the one that takes it off Carmelo. I know it might be a hot take, but I think tricks that good to take it off Carmelo one day. So, do you think that happens soon, or are we seeing Carmelo hold it for another four to six months? And then he takes it off around like World Rumble season. I see another. I see. I see another four month run with Carmelo Hayes. He's on fire right now. Okay. Like he's getting the rub from like like as we saw tonight the the profits. Like, I give it another four months, and then I could see, I could see Trick taking it off of him. It'd be great storytelling. Yeah, I mean, it definitely would be like they planting the seeds throughout the entire time. Um, no one sees it coming, and then boom, here comes Trick Williams taking the belt off him. He beats yeah. Dragon off. He beats Wesley again. Like he just keeps defending it. Beats Ron Breaker, and all of a sudden you get Trick Williams, who did not wrestle, him. but didn't wrestle before the last three months on the solo circuit. Like, <laughs> but he's but it, it some just would just it, have it. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it just would make it would make such great storyline because it's like he was his protege and he just learned from him. So he knows how to beat him. Yeah. Um, after that, we had the, uh, die Jack versus Thorpe match. And I was impressed by this match. Like it's intense. The way that it started out, like, Dijak did not even wait for Thorpe to get to the ring. Just th- tried to attack him, but then Th- Thorpe took over. Like, I couldn't – I was shocked. Like, I was waiting for them to just give Dijak, like, the entire match. Just let him yeah. run roughshod over him. But they made Thorpe look good in the process. Yeah, they made him look real damn good. Like, and I think they're – I think NXT, and they're doing real good with building Thorpe up. Coming over from New Japan, like I, I was afraid he was going to get lost in the cycle. Like I didn't think he would stick around that long, but they getting a getting a good match with Dijak is this is good because I mean yeah, we all Dijak. remember the Dijak and Keith Lee matches. Oh my god, those were amazing! Like I'm so glad to see. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of his gimmick. I'll say that I'm not a fan of Dijak's gimmick. But I mean, I'm this glad to definitely see definitely better than uh than T bar. But but I'm glad to see him back down in NXT yet again. I don't see it a downgrade. Because if we look at it, NXT runs longer than SmackDown runs. Yes, NXT it, essentially goes for two hours and eight minutes. SmackDown goes for an hour and fifty-eight minutes. Because they always stop at fifty-eight. Yeah. Like it's, it's clockwork. Inevitable. <laughs> so I don't ever see guys going to NXT as being a downgrade. I see it as all right, they're getting more TV time, they're getting character development. More people should be watching NXT. Oh, absolutely. 
Like, that's the thing. Like, people are like, oh, it's NXT. It's not the black and gold. No, it'll never be the black and gold. But you never cannot, again. you can't just not watch because of that. Like, I stuck, I stuck through NXT from black and gold through the colorfulness of the multicolored NXT, NXT 2.0. And now we're here on white and gold. And it's a combination of black and gold and 2.0. Yeah, and I think and it's brought- just the the way they've done it is just perfect. Because you get a lot of wrestling, you get the storylines, just combined. Yeah, I mean it's it gets overshadowed. I think no, no, it's underrated. Thank you, Alaskan Crippler and Chai Town Drew for the follows. Appreciate. Thank the support. you guys. So yeah, but oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh uh, no, but the Thor, like you were saying, the Thor Dijak match would have to be <coughs> low key. Probably, I wouldn't say the sleeper match of the night, but it's well worth going back and giving it a watch if you did not catch it live. Yeah, any almost any of Dijak's matches are rewatchable. Like he's just so good in a ring. Um. And Eddie, like he surprises me. Oh, all right, Cam. Have a great night. Have a good night, Cam, with your illustrious looking beard. (laughs) I will touch it one day. (laughs) That's his mission. That is your mission. (laughs) Yes, it is. Thor. I watched some of his stuff over in um, New Japan, and he can he can go. Yeah, I, I'm not too familiar with uh, New Japan stuff, except for like recently watching when Impact was had them on it or AEW. So I don't know yeah. really all of the lower tier people in New Japan. That's something I definitely need to start checking out so I get more familiar with people. I say this when it comes to New Japan. Living over in the States, it's very hard to keep up with it because of the way they do their events, they don't have like... It's this event, this event, this event, and like no events for like a month, and then this event, this event, this event. It's very hard for me to keep up with. Yeah, it's also on at like three AM. And yeah, and I, <laughs> I sat through I sat through that uh G one with Will. When oh, that, six AM. That's insane. But um Dijak came out the winner of this match. He did it um, via pinfall after giving uh, Thorpe the cyclone kill. So, yes, pretty good match. Um, I can see them. I mean, this was the second match that they've been in, so I don't think there's going to be a third one since Dijak won both of them. But I can see good things coming from Thorpe out of this. Yeah. Thorpe would have been another one I would not have mind seeing in the Heritage Cup. Yeah. They could, have, they could have done 16 for the Heritage Cup. Yeah, they could have done it so many different ways. like And just and brought people in from the outside. Like, that's what I was yeah. hoping they would do. Like they the Cruiserweight Classic. Them. Right. Like, I'm still waiting. Still waiting for Brian Pillman Jr. to show up. Still waiting. Like, it's happening soon. I just don't know. He when. did. He did. He did sign, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah, and there's like all creative in place and everything for him. So I'm just curious as to when it's going to happen. The funny thing is, he just moved from from Jacksonville back up north to have to probably move back down to Florida. <laughs> so yeah, after that, Brian... oh, what were you gonna say? Brian Pillman will make a good addition to the roster. Oh, I think he'll fit in perfectly with NXT too. It'll give yeah. him his chance to get used to WWE. Um, I know he's, I think he's been there before, but it'll get him back used to being with NXT based off of how he's been lately. Yes. Um, Keanu James had her little vignette where she was saying she's going to win tonight. Everybody else is going to fall short. And then we had Baron Corbin in the back cutting a promo with the ref saying, like, just talking, 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 and then Braun Breaker shows up. 
saying he demands a thank you for saving Corbin's ass last week. Corbin says he didn't need saving and then wishes him luck. There's no DQ match. And then Breaker says if Corbin thinks about getting involved, he doesn't care about either of them, no interest in getting involved. And then Braun goes, if you do get involved, it'd be the end of days for you. Like, little Ooh. dig at Corbin for in his finish there. <laughs> He's trying to bait him. So, I'm interested to see what happens when uh, Braun and Von Wagner do face off in that no DQ match. Because now, after this, Corbin's definitely getting involved. Oh, Corbin's getting involved. <laughs> definitely getting involved. And I would not mind seeing Corbin versus Braun either. Like, Braun Breaker's showing me he can have a run without a title and stay relevant. Because mm-hmm. for the longest time he came in NXT, was the, like, what, the first two months he didn't have a title, and then after that he was he's been NXT champ ever since. He was NXT champ until he lost, and then he turned heel. And that yeah, was the best this, thing that he could have ever done. There you go. This run he's on right now is going to make Braun Breaker a main roster guy. Mm-hmm. That colorful, weird. You have to live into the name Steiner. You went through your colorful phase. Now go into your 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 mean whoop ass phase. <laughs> Just don't get put through a table. He's gonna get tabled, Kane. He'll get tabled. <laughs> Everyone gets tabled. Um, after that, we had another vignette from Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, which these vignettes over the past few weeks have been great. And I'm excited to see them come back. Hopefully a better tag team than they were before. And more focused, less of the... Los Lotharios and the kissing the girls and everything else like that, and just focused on fighting. So it would not surprise me if they came back, knowing and going back to their heritage, having them come out in a lucha mask. That's what I think would be cool. That would be cool. And then, I could also see them bringing the, being a version of the LWO in NXT. And that could be. I could see that. Something, um, but they need to be together. After that, we had another um, tribute to Bray Wyatt. Um, Booker T looked like he was going to break down when he was talking about him. I feel for the man. He found out when he was on live on a podcast, so it was yes. very hard for him. And then they played the same video that you saw on SmackDown and then on Raw. And then they showed all the fireflies in the arena. And while there's not many people in that arena, it still had the same impact that it would be in a regular one. Oh, yes. And I loved that Booker T and who's the other announcer? I can't think of his name right now. I don't remember. They both were holding their phones up like fireflies. Yeah. And then they showed the chair again and they cut the break playing Bray Wyatt's original theme. I just love all the touches they're doing for it. Like, this shows that this man meant a lot to WWE. Yeah, Joe, I mean, who was it tonight? Joe Gacy came mm-hmm. out with a Bray thing on his fruit when he came out with Schism. Well, he was he was classified as the next Bray Wyatt. Like people mm-hmm. were comparing him to Bray Wyatt. So I'm sure that's bothering him a lot. But, man, WWE has done great by him. He's meant a lot to them. And he will be sorely missed by everybody within WWE, as well as all of his fans out there. Definitely. Um, After that, we come back from commercial, where Davenport gets a little vignette. So I like how they did these throughout the night and spaced them. Made it, uh, it just kept the focus on the main event. Rhea Ripley and Dominic appear via Instagram saying that Rhea says that Mustafa Ali and Dragon Lee want a piece of him, but he doesn't want to share. So, uh, Mysterio says that they need to fight it out to see who's the real winner. 
And then Ripley whispers in Dom's ear saying that he should be the special gift referee. So that means we're getting a triple threat. <laughs> yeah, in no mercy, it's going to be a triple threat for the North American title. Yeah, that's the way I'm looking at it because now we know there's not going to be a winner because Dom says there has to be a winner. <laughs> yeah, there has to be a winner. You're not getting a winner. So that's pretty interesting. Um, we had the next Heritage Invitational with Joe Coffey versus Nathan Frazier. Um, Coffey's a lot better than I realized. <laughs> oh, Coffey's amazing. Because you really don't see him wrestle that much. It's usually the other two from... Um, Gallus. Gallus. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. Plus, I didn't really watch NXT UK, so I didn't know how they were okay. until they came over here. Because it was always on at 3 o'clock on Thursdays. Weird time. <laughs> See, I never... I always, for some reason, like, I watched NXT UK because I went through a phase where I wanted to watch everything WWE had to offer. And uh, some of the... I'm glad they brought some of these NXT UK talent over because they were having low-key bangers on... Not, like, Walter... Like, what was it? J.D. Dunham and Ilya Dragunov. JD McDonough and Yuri Dragonoff, yep. Well, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't JD McDonough then. It was Justin. Uh, Devlin. Yeah, yeah, Justin Devlin and and Ilya Dragonoff in an mm -hmm. empty arena falls count anywhere match for NXT UK Championship will change your look on anything JD McDonough's done. They murdered each other, like uh, Dragonoff Walter one. Yeah, oh my god. And then dragging off Walter too. <laughs> I didn't think they topped themselves, but they did. <laughs> I've seen those two matches. I, I'll need to go check out that one with uh Justin Devlin and uh and Elia. Yeah, they but they had some pretty good stuff. Coffee had a great match. Um Frazier held his own too, but um I was glad that Coffee won, giving him the Two points, putting him at the top of the bracket. Unfortunately, Fraser gets zero because you don't get any points when you lose. No. And then we moved on. Thank you for the follow, John Presley, 1987. We appreciate the support. Thank you. Thank you. And then we move on to a little backstage segment with uh, for Chase U, where Andre Chase notices that Thea Hale is not present. And she shows up after class is over, and they said, oh, let's go to study hall. And she goes, no, I have plans. And then J.C. Jane shows up, and she's going and hanging out with J.C. Jane. So I can see a Thea Hale heel turn coming soon. This is the, I'm going to go hang out with the rebel girl. Like exactly. This is, <laughs> this is such a teen, teenage movie right now. I mean, she's only 19, so it makes perfect Exa sense. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's exactly like the the easily-minded teenager got to hang out with the bad girl for a little bit. It's like Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah. She'll, she'll, I think she'll go heel for a little bit with J.C. Jane, and then it'll lead into Thea Hale realizing this isn't what her true personality and her true like way she wants to be kind of goes. Mm -hmm. And then it'll lead into Thea Hell, JC Jane, rival. Like, even in the um, vignette tonight, where she's usually wearing red, she's wearing black. Yep. So you can see this, the little slight details, but I feel it'll eventually lead us into Thea Hell versus JC Jane down the line. Yeah. I think you're going to milk this for about um, four to five months. Yeah. And then I could see their blow off match being at Stand and Deliver around WrestleMania. Like that would be, that would be the time. That'd be good timing. That would be real um, good timing. After that, we had the NXT anonymous footage of, um, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, the guy that works with uh, Drew Gulak, he got an offer from know. Fallon Henley to be a third with Briggs and Jensen against Gulak, Dempsey, and Kemp. So, and he took it. And he's going to fight them when they fight. So that's actually pretty interesting because he's been getting pushed around by Gulak getting all beat up and everything else. So 
I want to see what he can actually do in the ring. Yeah, what he? Yeah, I'm excited to see it. He doesn't have an indie background, I don't think. I think he's one of them athletes gone sports entertainer. So it's oh, gonna be he, he might have an NIL contract. Is that what you're talking about? Might. Like an NIL? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I I I I try to watch like NXT's not really been signing indie guys unless it's like Dragon Lee or and right. now Dragon Lee wasn't even indie, he was a triple A tag team champion. That was a great signing though. And they did it correctly, showing them in the crowd, just a classic NXT way. Mm -hmm. But I'll be excited to see how this kid actually works in the ring. Yeah, that's what I want to see, too. Like, because you really only seen him go get the water for Drew, like anything else like that, and then always get slapped, get everything. Like, he's just been ridiculed. So I want to see actually what he could do. After that, we had uh, Wesley talking about how he's not done with going after Carmelo Hayes. Tyler Bate was interviewed backstage talking about his uh, group in the Global Heritage Invitational and then says that um, uh, Davocado needs to stay away from him. Like, I'm done with you. And then we head into the main event for the number one contendership for the Women's Championship. And they got time. They, they got... They, the match started around... 950 I would say so they got about 18 minutes for the match and they all showed up I was actually most impressed um with Keanu James tonight like because I know Blair Davenport can wrestle I know Roxanne can wrestle Gigi Dolan has wrestled on the indies she doesn't hasn't done that well in NXT but you know she could wrestle Keanu yeah. James to me is the one that needed to show what she could do and she did that she did. I'm very. I'm kind of shocked at the outcome. Oh, me too. Like I, I I was not expecting it, but I'm okay with it. Because it was that curveball that you need every now and then to keep you on your toes. And I like the way she did it too. It wasn't yeah. just the. It wasn't the well. It kind of was the sneak in and take the and get the victory, but it wasn't because she did a move on somebody else. Then she took. Then she did another move and then pinned him. So it wasn't where the person automatically did their finisher and then she just pushed him out of the way and took the pin. She actually yeah. did. She did her finisher on the person and got the pin. So it was a combination, and I, I just don't know what like the then her name of her move. Is called the code breaker. And that's just the it doesn't seem like it that's right. It's called the code breaker? That's what I, that's what I'm reading is that that name like the name of her finisher is called the code breaker. I thought the code breaker was for more of a higher stance than that. Right. It's like Jericho's. That's the code breaker. Yeah. That just looks that's that looks weird to be a code breaker. Yeah. But um Keanu James was the one that came victorious. She now earns a championship match against Tiffany Stratton next week. And then as soon as the match was over, there was Tiffany Stratton. Like, I didn't even see her come out. Was she at ringside throughout the match? Or she just walked out after out. the match? She stood in the ring after and was, like, raising the title. Saying, I think she just walked out after the match because, like, she was, like, there. Then She wasn't there, and then she was there. Yeah, it was just very weird. Like, I wasn't expecting her to be there, but... Um, Gigi Olin got her got her time in the ring. Roxanne looked good, but I was actually really surprised with Keanu James taking this. I was too. I did. I not saying she doesn't deserve it, but I I honestly thought I was like, all right, this is this is Gigi Dolan's shot. This is going to be her chance. And I, I thought that too. And then after that, we had what Kane just said. Mello went into Shawn Michaels' office to talk about something. So yeah. this is him going in there and saying that I need a match versus so-and-so to prove that to prove that I can do this without him. Yes, Sammy. Um, we started a little bit late. 
we are about to wrap up in the next minute or two, and then we will raid over into uh, Will's show. But that's what I think that um, he wanted to talk about, to try and try and prove himself. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I love when they when they leave it on a cliffhanger. It makes me want to tune in next week to see what happened in that office. And NXT is great for that. Yeah, yeah. NXT, it's it's a sleeper company. It's its own brand. It like it it deserves more exposure. I mean, it's on USA for Christ's sakes, people. People Take don't five give minutes it, out of your day. People don't give it it's enough attention for it. Um, hey, if people don't want to watch it and they want to come here afterwards and then get the recap from us, even I'll better. Tell you all about it. We'll be here every week to do it. So let's close out the tab for tonight. Um, Ginger, where can people find you? You can find me Wednesdays Wrestle Talk Wolfpack on Twitch, Tuesdays and Sundays on River City Radio. For Nerdy News at 420 on Tuesdays and Bots Bots Chair Shots on Sundays. I am Scowls. You can find me here on Off the Top Power by Rivet City Radio. We have, um, we're going to be heading over to our sister brand, Rivet City Radio, to join in on their After Dark show tomorrow night, 10 p.m. on Rivet City Radio as well. We will have Cam G with The Boom. And then Thursday, we will be doing our career retrospectives on the Young Bucks, 10 p.m. right here on Off the Top Media. I hope everybody has a great night. Stay with us as we head over into the raid, and we'll catch you on our next show. Have a great on evening. On the flip side. Like they say, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you don't have to stay here. Yes, it did.